Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, it's a new week. It's a midweek. Um, unfortunately, it's a week where we are without Jared Lee over from a Pretty Dumb Podcast. He left us for a, another younger, prettier co-host or something. I don't know. I, I think he just got lazy and just didn't want to see us this week. Um, but that's okay. He says he'll be back maybe next week. We'll see. We'll see. Um, if not, we'll just fly solo for a while or we'll find someone else to talk with us. Um, but yeah, so we are back. We're recapping the latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, I'm pretty sure by now most people have seen it, hopefully. I don't know. I mean, it's already, what, Tuesday? The new episode comes out in two days, so I'm sure people have already seen it. Um, this was the LADP episode. That is the Los Angeles Drag Patrol um, so we just had a double save, Brooklyn and Evie, they both gave an amazing, um, lip sync, so Rue did a double Shantae you both stay, um, thing, which, you know, kind of tells us that pretty soon Rue might be having a double elimination coming up, because we are, at that point, still at, what, top eight, and we should be, like, by seven by now or something, so, um, this week is an acting challenge. The groups are getting paired up. Um, plus, it was a library challenge. They did a, a reading challenge, which just, I don't know. I wasn't too impressed with it, but we'll get into that in a moment. Um, Silky says there is nothing more that she can do to prove that she deserves to be there. She's basically like, I've pulled out all my bag of tricks. There's nothing else I can do. Either love me or don't. Um, she's overly confident, some people might say. Because she's just like, you know, I was an amazing performer. That's how I got onto RuPaul's Drag Race, so I don't have to prove anything anymore. And it's like, well, no, you kind of do. Like, you got on because you were amazing. Now you need to prove that you're amazing. You need to keep building up and showing stuff. You can't just show up in these trashy looks that you're wearing, which, you know, come on. It's, yeah, it wasn't. Her looks have not been that amazing lately. Um, so it was a reading challenge. And it was a horrible reading challenge. Like, none of the girls could read each other. Uh, Silky tried to read RuPaul at one point and was like, it just wasn't very good, though. And she tried to read her, like, read herself or something. It just wasn't, I, it wasn't very interesting to watch. Um, I don't know if they're just not comedians. They seem to be able to read each other perfectly well in the workroom, but then the minute they get on stage, they just freed up, freeze up. So, um, but so whatever they, you know, have their uh, their reading challenge. I believe it was Brooklyn and Nina who Brooklyn won. Brooklyn won the reading challenge, so she gets to pair up the girls for the um, acting challenge. Um, they are in sets of two, and they are basically playing criminals in a sense or people who are up to no good or you know just feuding whatever's so first group is Brooklyn and Nina um Brooklyn has picked Nina because she said she wants to pick someone who is a better actress than her because she is horrible at improv so at least she knows that and she's willing to try and do something to help make herself a little better uh she is playing the feuding neighbors um Brooklyn is the naked neighbor, and Nina is playing the uptight church lady type neighbor who's calling the cops on her. Um, Nina actually wanted to be the naked one. She wanted to brush out of her shell and kind of show that she's not the prude that she always comes off to be, so she wanted to be naked. But Brooklyn was like, I'd rather be naked because 
you know, she wants to show off her body and show what she can do and kind of stretch herself a little bit. So, um, she did give us, I'm actually just going to go through these instead of uh, how Jared and I would, where we break down the group. I'm just going to go through group by group by group and talk about them. So, yeah. Uh, Brooklyn did give us one of the best lines though of the season so far, and that was, I am a level four vegan. I don't eat anything that has cast a shadow. And that was just brilliant. Uh, it's the line that people are just going to be quoting, I think, for the rest of the season now. Um, Nina was a little upset. She kept complaining that her cue line was cut. She wasn't getting her cue line, so she wasn't going out when she was supposed to. But, sweetie, it's improv. Things are going to change. Things aren't going to go the way that you planned it. So you just need to be ready at a moment's notice to jump in and just go in with your scene, especially if things are going off the rail. Uh, Miss Vanjie got paired up with Miss Plastique. They were caught in a cat fight. It was very like a ghetto kitty versus the Broadway kitty. Uh, Miss Vanjie was dressed all in black and was just like the angry type one. And Miss Plastique was all Broadway show tunes, dance off kind of a thing. Um, we couldn't follow their storyline too much. People were trying to figure out what it was. She was like, oh, I'm, Vanjie's like, oh, I'm here because this girl was, you know, fooling around on my boyfriend so I came to get the milk from her it makes no sense um oh also sorry um Fortune Feimster and Cheyenne Jackson were the guests of each of the um things they played the cops uh Feimster the dreamster and Jackson the rookie um so yeah so the girls were getting to play with you know off them a lot and um, of course they're all loving Cheyenne Jackson for just his deliciousness but fortune is an amazing comedian i loved watching her up there she was so much fun so yeah so those are the two cops who are coming up and responding and arresting the various girls and of course each one does end in them getting like a mugshot taken kind of a thing so um but yeah vanjie and 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 um and plastique it just wasn't that much fun to watch and i mean they don't pick which characters are going to be playing in the sense of what the challenge is but they still try and find a way to make it work for you if you can um akiria and evie were playing the twerking girls akiria was an older tweak twerker and evie was the younger youtube type star breakout twerker just got back from the twerking circus uh it was cute it was basically that whole you know old versus young for the street corner of who can be a better twerker and of course evie then goes and shares her story about how her you know about her daddy who had you know run off kind of a thing and the um akira was talking about you know she once had this affair with the this one i don't know pimp twerker whatever you would call him uh marky mark to which you know evie reveals that her dad's name is mark Wahlberg, and they realize that evie is the daughter that Akira gave up years before and so of course now they're bonding as mother and daughter and it's one of those playing off the cheesy you know comedy type things of that you would get in that situation where you have rivals who now have that common bond so it was cute um Akira really showed a lot of personality which was good because normally Akira is just one of those pretty pageant girls so it was really nice to actually watch her break out and show a little bit more um, Silky and Sugar, they were the back alley butt pads. Um, Silky was selling back alley butt pads. Sugar happened to be the, we're not sure what she was, divorcee, widow, 
church lady whose husband was stepping out with something I don't know but she bought butt pads and they were defective and um, Cheyenne Jackson was pulling things out of the butt pads like fried chicken and uh, uh, irons and that kind of thing so it was okay um, it was a lot it was the silky show with special guest star Sugar um, it wasn't really a team effort so much as just you know Silky is good at comedy and so she was working that and she basically wasn't really giving Sugar a chance to kind of come forward and show anything uh, even she was even cutting off you know the uh, the guest artist you know so it was kind of like eh. Um, Silky did however have some good advice uh, don't be afraid to make a fool of yourself you're only out there for a short amount of time and so it was great advice it's just sadly that you know she then kind of sabotaged the member of her group to make herself look better but um, so at the end they are getting ready and this is all happening um, they're you know watching the girls are in the workroom watching this on like a monitor after kind of a thing as the, the challenge years are out there doing their stuff so they get, kind of get to see what's going on since they're not going to watch it on the main stage later. Uh, Silky is refusing to get ready. She said she's just going to do 10-minute mug because basically the challenge was a uh, um, face kini. So it was there covered from, you know, the neck up with, or the neck over with this uh, material. And they're supposed to show off some eyes. They're supposed to show off some lips. They're supposed to, you know, still work the runway. But Silky says she's just going to do 10-minute mug because they're not going to see her anyway. She then proceeds to put on this black, like, hoodie-type ski mask and basically a black bug costume. She looked like a big cockroach. She had, like, a headpiece on and stuff. It was very boring. Um, it was a very boring costume to look at compared to some of the other girls. Suga had on this gorgeous pink outfit... Uh, this dress, I can't even describe it. Like, I, some say it was like a shower curtain. I say it was very, like, not really renaissance, but of that feel to it. It was very old-fashioned. Gorgeous. And the, um, the face kini nicely tied in with the entire outfit. You know, same material and stuff. Um, Bricklin came out in this gorgeous steampunk horse costume, complete with a detachable face mask that she could pull up. But again, in the face kini. Uh, Nina was in this gorgeous white pantsuit with a polka dot. And, I mean, polka dot face kini, polka dot shoes, polka dots everywhere. It was gorgeous. A nice hat that just tied the whole look together. Uh, Vanjie came out in a red dominatrix outfit with a long vinyl ponytail. And, again, all covered head to toe. Um, which was nice because it was a different look for Vanjie. It was no longer the bodysuit. She was in full cover, so. Um, Plastique came out in a Catwoman-type costume, but not a face kini. She was, as some people called it, uh, like a face thong, maybe, a face jockstrap. Uh, you could see way too much of the face. You could see the eyes, the nose, the mouth. She basically, it was a Catwoman-type mask, but very skinny, so you could see everything. Um, Akira was nicely um she was like a nip tuck type look so it was like a brown bodysuit but having all the outlines of where you would be getting plastic surgery done and that traveled up to the head as well uh evie came out in a scary monster looking um outfit with a wig that tied in with it she had fake lips which she actually said were like from a sex game 
type thing, but fake lips on, fake big eyelashes on, so... And you can still see part of the eyes, but she tied it in nicely with her face kini. So, kudos to them. Kudos to those who could follow the challenge. Um, Evie and Nina were safe, so they got to go back into the workroom, and they got to actually have a nice little talk, and I mean, it was cute if you watched Untucked. Um, they were talking about how, you know, Nina does agree with a lot of what Evie is saying, but Evie just needs to find a better way of saying it so she doesn't come off so abrasive, and... Evie kind of did a little, I appreciate that you're in my corner, even if you don't verbally have my, you know, back with the attacks, but she's likes that she has someone there that she can talk to. So, um, so they're going in for their reviews and basically the judges tell Silky that she is a scene stealer and that her costume is a cop out, which it is because she was like, well, face Keeney, I'm going to cover my face. So she covers everything, but she didn't really get the whole part of the challenge that certain aspects were still supposed to be seen like your eyes your lips that kind of thing and that just big black roach looking costume she didn't really didn't really seem to have any thought to it it was just like a black vinyl coat with leggings or something so um they loved Suga's runway but they felt Suga wasn't bringing enough to her characters and it's true she was very low-key people didn't really know what her character was until it was finally explained afterwards so um they loved brooklyn's character they loved her runway i enjoyed brooklyn's character i know a lot of people were just like eh, whatever she wasn't that funny she wasn't that interesting to watch she was just naked but she was really having a fun time playing that naked hippie type girl who was just like let's meditate let's have free love kind of a thing. I want to be naked. I want to explore my body. She wasn't making it overly sexualized, though she did say she might get, you know, in trouble later because she was groping Cheyenne. Or not... Oh, it was Fortune Feimster she was groping. I think, actually, she, like, wrapped around her legs and around her and stuff. So, you know, whatever. She had fun with it. And I'm sure that... I'm sure Fortune and Cheyenne did not mind getting attacked by her. So... Um, Vanjie, they loved Vanjie's look. They wish her outfit had a little bit more padding to it. And I, well, I also wish they had a little bit more padding to it because her legs were just very, um, blow-up doll looking. Like, there was no definition to it. It was just a straight line down. You couldn't see any real definition in her body. She didn't pad the chest. She didn't do a lot of that. So it was just, like, this flat dominatrix-looking thing. So... Um, in the challenge, we were commenting about how she kind of started at a 10 and just stayed there. So she really couldn't build up her character. And that's even one of the things Vanjie was saying she wanted to make sure she didn't do was she wanted to start low and work her way up because she knows you need that kind of balance to make it interesting. So she failed on that part, unfortunately. Uh, Plastique missed the challenge entirely with the mask. Um... They clocked her for going back to her accent because she went straight back to the Asian accent when she was getting confused in her challenge or not sure what to do. And she keeps trying to claim that that's her actual voice. And everyone's like, that's not your voice. That's not your voice, sweetie. Um, and it's, it's hard because, yeah, I mean, she is Asian. She can go to the Asian accent. And a lot of the girls are just getting upset with that. Maybe because they can't do an accent. It doesn't work for them, but, you know, whatever. Um, each person has their own little niche, their own little trait they can fall back on. It'd be like getting mad at Brooklyn for constantly dancing. So, um, Akira won the challenge. She was the top. 
In the bottom, we had Vanjie and Plastique. And after an, an okay but not that great lip sync for your life, Plastique ends up going home. <clears throat> um, the other special guest judge that we had was Natasha Leon. Amazing. Um, everyone loves Natasha. I actually didn't recognize her at first until she opened her mouth, and then it was like, oh, there's the voice. Um, she was great. Everyone kept talking about her on, like, Orange is the New Black, but you also gotta remember, you know, her in uh, But I'm a Cheerleader, which was a, a fun one to watch way back in the day. Um, and she went backstage. She talked with the girls after. She, you know, gave some hugs, gave some talks and stuff, kind of cheered people up. Um, Miss Silky got a message. She got, you know, her brother, um, video message, as well as her mother and her grandmother. So she was getting some loving backstage, and she kind of later admitted that, yes, yeah, she does need to push a little bit more, that she can't just rely on the talent that got her to the show. Now she needs to prove why she's there. And she admits that she probably should have actually worn some makeup with her uh, her look because, you know, even after she pulled off her mask, she was 5 o'clock shadow going on. So, you know. Um, but, yeah, so that was that. That was the LADP. Uh, Plastique is now gone. She has, however, you know, made it further than some of uh, um, Alyssa's other children have, but not necessarily, you know, as far as she could have gone. She was she was great, but she was just kind of relying on pretty for too long. So, yeah. Um, that's it for this week. Uh, again, sorry we didn't have Jared with us. Uh, maybe we'll get him back next week if he feels up to it. If not, we'll do another solo video. But, um... Let us know what you think. If you have any questions, comments, things you want to hear us talk about or touch on more, uh, drop a line. Drop me an email, thetaylordillonshow at gmail.com. Um, they have a phone number listed if you want to call and leave a message for us that way or call into the show at some point. Um, follow us on pretty much all social media platforms. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook, The Taylor Dillon Show. Um, you can also track us down through our website, thetaylordillonshow.com. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, please, please, please hit the subscribe button, hit the bell icon, leave us a comment, uh, like us, just, you know, let us know that you're there and you're watching. If you're uh, listening to this on Spotify or Apple iTunes or any of those others, go ahead and hit the subscribe buttons, like us, uh, share it along with your friends. And let us know what you think. We're always happy to make changes. We just want to know what you're thinking out there. All right? Have a great week.